Light that spark fire nation, JLD here, and welcome to episode 1936 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week, and it is time to accomplish your number one goal in 100 days, Fire Nation, so simply visit thefreedomjournal.com and start making it happen. Now, let's chat with today's featured guest, Adam Markell. Adam, are you prepared to ignite? Yes. Yes. Adam is a best-selling author, CEO, attorney, international speaker, entrepreneur, and business leader who inspires, empowers, and guides people to achieve massive and lasting personal and professional growth. Adam, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. I would say the most important gap in that intro is that I'm a daddy, really happy to be married to my college sweetheart for the last 28 years. So I'm happily married, married the love of my life. And we have four healthy kids. And uh, I've had the privilege just to share things about my personal life, my business life all over the world. And I, to me, that's always the most important piece for me personally. So with all of that, you've been able to develop quite a life, quite an area and a level of expertise. What would you say that is? Like, what is the thing that you are better at than anything else you do? Reinventing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a uh, serial reinventor since the time I was 15 years old and have been doing it ever since. I was a lifeguard. I was a camp counselor. I worked for a little while in the publishing space. I was a junior high school English teacher. And then I had a long period of being an attorney. So I was a New York City litigation attorney for about 18 years and found that after probably five or six years that my heart wasn't in it. And actually it was creating quite a bit of pain for me, <laughs> emotional pain and, and uh, pain that I couldn't, uh, couldn't really describe, but ultimately had to make a change there as well. So you said after the first five years, so were you just sticking it out for the next 13? Yeah, I mean, that's the, oh. that's the cold hard fact about that. That is cold. That is something you will regret. Indeed, yeah. You, you, we, don't, we don't get anywhere by lying to ourselves, no. so... Well, Adam, with all of that, you know, we have listeners who are entrepreneurs, who are solopreneurs, who are law students like I was. Thankfully, I dropped out after one semester. <laughs> and they're saying, hmm, like, you know, how do I reinvent myself? So you are a self-proclaimed master reinvention. Give us something tangible. Give us something specific that we can utilize if we're looking to reinvent ourselves. Yeah. Thank you, John. It, to me, reinvention is is probably the most important skill set next to being able to speak well publicly. So public speaking is something that we we spend a lot of time on and help people with as well. But next to that ability to, to speak your vision out to other people, we've got to be able to innovate. Innovation is not something that we do every six months or every year or when things go wrong. I think that's what mostly people do is they don't change or they don't look at what changes ought to be made in their business or in some other area of their life until something goes wrong. So I would say the most tangible skill that I can advise people to, um, uh, to work on is to be able to utilize change, to utilize a process that enables them to embrace change, to embody change, and to seek it out before it's, <laughs> before they're the, the target of the change, which is more often the case. So can we maybe get a specific action to take Yes, absolutely. So 
When it comes to reinventing, to me, um, you know, I wrote a book called Pivot, The Art and Science of Reinventing Your Career and Life. And that book is divided up into two parts. The first part is about creating clarity and the second part is about creating momentum. And so in essence, where, where a lot of people I think are not seeing the opportunities that are there in front of them in their life, it's because the windshield, so to speak, of the, you know, we'll call it, use the analogy of driving in your life, like driving in a car, and they cannot see clearly out of the windshield, unfortunately. And part of the reason that they can't make changes or they can't see what changes are available, all the myriad of opportunities and infinite opportunities that are available for them is because they can't see clearly. And so people say to me, well, okay, that's great. I want to I get more clarity. What do I do about it? And, and what I suggest to them is that they go through a process. And that process is actually six steps. It starts with unbelieving. And uh, I'll just quickly share with you what the process is. And, and your folks can, I think, seek, seek out more information about this on their own. But unbelieving is when you take a look at the things in your life that you've been um, doing and everything that we've been doing, every, every action we've taken is a result of some belief that we formed earlier on in our life. And so without getting into sort of this, the, the psychology of it, we have to examine our beliefs now and see whether or not they're still relevant for us. I mean, there are beliefs that we established when we were six years old, you know, from the, the parents and other people around us that were strong influences in our life. So that's the first thing, is to examine our beliefs and then see and ask this question, where, where, which one of those beliefs or how many of those beliefs would we prefer to unbelieve at this point? And, and they don't need to know exactly why initially. It's just a question of almost like muscle testing something or, or taking a very quick test of your gut reaction to something. Do I want to continue to believe that or, or is that maybe a belief that doesn't serve me anymore at this point? So that's number one is to unbelieve. Number two is to let go. And letting go is, again, examining. It's a self-examination of where in your life are you holding on to things and are you attached? That's number two. And again, same thing. You do a, a quick test, a gut check almost because everybody Everybody's, you know, everybody's got a lot on their plate. Everybody's busy. I hate that word busy, but you know, people have very active lifestyles. And rather than spend 20 years on the on somebody's couch trying to figure this out, my experience is that you can get some pretty strong reads and pretty accurate reads when you just do this very quickly. So letting go again, what's something you're attached to that you might choose to let go of? Number three is facing your fear. And we all know that we're governed in many ways. Many of the things we do and many of the things we don't do are, are based on our fears, both the conscious and the unconscious fear. So facing fear, writing down a list of those things or thinking about those things that scare you. And it could be scaring. What, what scared me was the idea of leaving the practice of law when I had four children and houses and cars and responsibilities and, and I didn't want to put my family in jeopardy. So that was a fear. And I had to ultimately, after many years of ignoring the fear and ignoring the feelings that I was having on the inside, which was really feelings of kind of being miserable, um, I faced those fears. So that's number three. Number four is entering the pivot phone book. And this is a phone booth, I should say. And this is about your identity. And the identity that we have when we're 30 years old is different than the identity when we're 13 or when we're 63. I mean, the largest area of entrepreneurial activity right now is in the demographic of 50 plus. I mean, people 50, more than 50 years old are the ones who are getting into startups and entrepreneurial ventures at a faster pace than almost anyone else. So our identities change over time. We've got to examine who it is that we are today versus who it was that we were back in the day. Like when I went out of, got out of college and I started thinking about having a family, we got married, started having kids. I went back to school to become a lawyer. And that's what I, I entered the pivot phone booth as a student came out as a lawyer, you know? So you've got to re-examine, let's say, who it is that you want to be 
today and what your true identity is. Number five is envisioning your future, which is finding and getting more clear and more dialed in on what your true life's purpose is. And I think that changes over time as well. We don't have the same purpose, in my opinion, when we're uh, born and when we're five years old or when we're 10 and, and when we're 60. And lastly is big D decide. And that that really comes down sort of the rubber meets the road when you make a decision. And entrepreneurs and business owners are making decisions constantly. The only question is, are you making that decision with fear or with something that you'd call the opposite of fear? And for me, that's love. So right, love is good for business. Love is good business. And, and when you make decisions from a place of love, from a place of being coming from your heart versus coming from purely or exclusively your head or coming from a place of just fear, for example, you'll make better decisions. And now those are the six things that I talk about in the first part of the book in terms of how to create more clarity. And I think that helps, that'll help any entrepreneur that wants to look at their life or look at their business now and say, where's, where's there a great creative opportunity for change? Fire Nation, six incredibly valuable points. I hope you got at least one thing of value from that. If you didn't, go back and listen again. You hit the rewind button. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. But those six points, all very intentional for you and your journey as an entrepreneur. Now, Adam, I want to talk about your journey as an entrepreneur. So take us to what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. Take us to that <laughs> moment, Adam. Tell us that story. Wow. I um my worst entrepreneurial moment to date would be the day that I closed my law office. And I remember we had, we had the reinvention process for me at that point was I, I can't continue to do this work. I had already had, uh, had an anxiety attack one day driving and my wife and I ended up in the emergency room and I didn't have a heart attack as I thought I was. And so it was an anxiety attack. I realized I absolutely needed to make a change. And the change we were making was to move out of practicing law. It took about two and a half years and I ended up becoming the CEO of one of the largest personal and business transformation companies around in North America. And I was traveling quite a bit and I was training and teaching and standing on stages and all that kind of thing. And I was also at the point thinking about writing a book. And over two and a half years, I wound down my law practice to the point where I had just a few clients and I was getting ready to close it up. And I'll never forget that I was in the office and there was a shredded truck downstairs. And for two solid days, this shredded tr truck was sitting in front of my office, shredding documents, shredding, I don't know, 13, 14 years of documents that I no longer was required by law to keep. And the office was empty and I was alone. I went upstairs to just kind of do one last look around. And um, in the middle of the office, without any warning, I just sort of fell to the ground. And I, I didn't know what was going on, but I was lying on my back and I was writhing in pain. And I was then crying. I mean, I just couldn't even stop the tears. And I realized at that point I was, I was writhing in pain because I'd felt in that moment like 13 or 14 years, all these documents that had been shredded, at the, you know, that were being shredded downstairs represented this time in my life that I could never get back. Time with my kids, time with my wife, time doing whatever. And, and that, that, was, that was a tough pill to swallow. I'm thinking about it right now and I can feel the tension in my stomach. Um, and I, I just, again, writhed on the floor crying until I was done, until the process was finished. And it was an incredible release. And I remember thinking to myself, now I have to stand up, which I did, and and move forward. And I think that's one of the biggest things that, that challenges everybody. I mean, small business owners, entrepreneurs, and, and people in general is the idea that we've wasted time. 
that, that we've got regrets about the things that we've done or the things that didn't work out. And yet we still have everything in this present moment and we have everything and then some going forward if we're, if we're given that, that gift of another day. And that was, a, that was a turning point for me. That was a pivot point, if you will, in that moment that I could take a look and say, you know what, these were not years that were wasted. Uh, these documents that were being shredded didn't represent mistakes or, or things that I had done wrong. They represented my learning and my growth. And I had found myself, uh, you know, having spent having spent a lot of time pursuing that that process of, of becoming a lawyer and and then developing a practice and everything. And I learned so much that ultimately enabled me to teach and reach so many other people. And I think that's where oftentimes I do find that I reach people is in that area of, you know, what how is it that you can take what you've learned learn, get, take the experiences of your life and find the golden nuggets in it so that those golden nuggets, those, that wisdom that you get to mine for that wisdom, that that's what helps you to then serve at a greater level, help more people, earn more money, have a greater, more of a lifestyle like you want to have versus one that you think you, you, you're supposed to have, you should have um, out of obligation. So yeah, I learned a phenomenal lesson that day and it was, and it was painful and it was painful for some time after that, thinking that maybe I'd made some mistakes. Um, but ultimately it was, it was one of the greatest teachers for me. Fire Nation, we have to learn from others. And I mean, that's why you're listening to this podcast right now, because you are open and willing and ready to learn from others. So learn from Adam here. Like don't regret 13 years of a professional life. You know, don't, you know, I guess when you even really add it up, I mean, that would be 21 years with the other five years and then the three years of law school. I mean, don't have those type of regrets. And as Adam said, of course, you know, he's able to kind of shift the mindset a little bit and say, well, you know, I learned a lot. But you, know, you don't have to spend 21 years doing something that you know in your heart and your gut is not meant for you to do to learn the lesson. You can learn that lesson from Adam who did that. You can learn that lesson from me, you know, who went down many wrong roads, even knowing the whole time that they were the wrong roads, but just not listening to my gut. So learn from others. Don't have the same regrets that myself, that Adam, that other people have had or at least minimize those regrets if you can. Because again, everything is a learning experience. I mean, Adam learned a lot. I learned a lot. You'll learn from everything you do, but we can minimize that time. We can lessen the impact of those regrets. So Adam, let's just fast forward. I'm just kind of curious right now today, like you've kind of taken us through this very difficult journey that you went through. And of course, you've had ups and downs since then, but what are you most excited about today? Oh man, I'm I'm excited about the fact that I get to spend time with people all over the world. Um, speaking, being a speaker is is a, a great joy. It's a great responsibility as well. Um, but I love it. I love traveling. I love being on stages and being in front of people and sharing stories. But sharing how it is that we that we can take charge of our life. So for me, one of the most important things that I get to remind people of now, and I do this both when I'm traveling and speaking and also online. So there's uh, so many ways to reach people as, as you're doing currently um, with other formats. And, and when I get to reach people that way as well, I get to share this one overriding message. It's a 
it's a ritual. And earlier you'd asked me, you know, what's something tangible that people can do to pivot, to reinvent on some level? And I'm going to, I'm going to share this one ritual that I start every day with. And this is one of the things that I've shared all around the world and has come back so often. People have come back to me and said, this is, this has changed my life. So the first piece is three parts to it. The first piece is that everybody gets to wake up. So tomorrow morning, wherever you are, wherever you are in the world, and you might be listening to this or, or you've listened to it today and now tomorrow a new day, you get to wake up. And I know that sounds kind of funny in the sense that, yeah, of course, I get to wake up, I get to wake up, except that's not exactly the case, right? Not not guaranteed anyway. As you're waking up, as I'm waking up, and, and that's that's my highest hope that we get to do that tomorrow, as we take that first breath of the day, there will be people everywhere around the world who are taking their very last breath of the day. And so that makes that breath special. It makes it sacred. It makes it holy on some level. I don't mean religious. I just mean it's important that there's some reason, some purpose behind our getting another another opportunity, another day. And so in that moment where we've taken that breath and we realize how important it is, we can be grateful. And gratitude's one of those things we talk about not living in regret or being able to move forward as an entrepreneur. I mean, entrepreneurs are getting knocked down, you know, left, right, and center, right? It's always a challenge around the corner, and we're working almost 24-7 these days. I mean, it's just so incredibly uh, challenging at times, and we've got to be able to be resilient in the face of those challenges, and gratitude is one of those magic things. It's like an elixir that just helps to create that strength, that resilience. So part one is you wake up. Part two, you find something to be grateful for, whether it's your kids, your family, your your friends, your business, the sunshine, whatever, the breath that you're taking. And thirdly, that you, if you're willing to do it, to say these words, repeat these words at least once at the beginning of your day. I love my life. I love my life. I love my life. I can't tell you how those words have changed my life and changed my perspective. But now having been able to to travel all around the world, it's been thousands and thousands of people that have come back and said to me, you know what, I start my day that way. I did it for 21 days and I've continued to do it for years and years and years now. And it's changed everything. It's an intention. It's a, it's an expression of gratitude. It's an expression of, of your, your love for yourself, which I don't think there's anything that could be more important for anybody, an entrepreneur, anyone else then we, then we will love ourselves unconditionally. And so that's a ritual that helps to create that entrepreneurial resilience. And that's, to me, the most important thing when we're pivoting and sometimes pivoting on a monthly basis, even if you're an internet marketer or you're in so many different areas, you realize it's changing. The disruption is so fast paced. We've got to be able to innovate and pivot on an ongoing basis. And this is one simple thing you can do to become more resilient. Fire Nation, if you're not starting your day with gratitude, you're missing a huge opportunity to improve your life. I mean, both the Freedom and Mastery Journal, that's your first entry every morning. I am grateful for blank. You have to start there. And if you think Adam's been dropping value bombs, more are coming up in the lightning round when we get back from thanking our sponsors. Quick question for all the marketers listening. What's your address? My friend Billy Jean wants to send you something in the mail. It's small, blackish, and if used properly, it might deliver some serious ROI for the next 100 listeners who go to copyourads.com. Billy Jean is going to mail you his best performing Facebook funnels for free. You just cover the shipping. Once you stick this flash drive into your computer, you'll have instant access to the fitness funnel that got a single location over 500 new members. 
before they even opened their doors to the public, the real estate funnel, which generated 93 buyer leads, dozens of private showings, and 300 open house attendees for two open house dates. The campaign that brought a chiropractor 34 new patients in two months and tripled his investment, and 17 other funnels in different niches that he and his clients spent millions of dollars testing. Visit copyourads.com to take Billy Jean up on his generous offer. One of the first ways I generated revenue after launch was through offering coaching services to those who wanted to start a podcast but didn't know how. If you offer coaching services too but have trouble finding new clients who are the right clients, then I've got great news for you. Clients on Demand will show you how to take prospects from cold to hot in 24 to 48 hours. If the company sounds familiar, that's because the founder, Russ Rafino was on episode 1351 of EO Fire and their team is all about integrity and world-class support. They were even awarded the 186th fastest growing company in America last year by Inc. Magazine. Ready to start finding the right clients at the right price whenever you want? Russ is hosting a free masterclass where he'll pull back the curtain and show you exactly what seven-figure business owners know that others don't. Be sure to claim your spot today so that you don't miss out on these strategies. Visit clientsondemand.com slash fire to sign up today. That's clientsondemand.com slash fire. Adam, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear. I, I was committed to having a safe job. What is the best advice you've ever received? To follow my instincts. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I express gratitude all the time. Recommends one internet resource. I love the Calm app. I know it's kind of one of these funny things, but there's an app that you can get called Calm, and it's great for just 10 minutes of meditation in the middle of the day or at some other point when you feel stressed. Recommend one book and share why. I love The Untethered Soul. This is an incredible book by Michael Singer. And it is, it's a book that will help you to dive into what it is that will stop, what, what stops us. And often what stops us is fear. And fear is just the anticipation of pain. So if you can get a handle on, on not trying to avoid pain as, uh, as you try to create liberation and create freedom for yourself, then you'll be doing yourself a great favor. And that book is magnificent, The Untethered Soul. Adam, let's end today on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, beautiful. Um, I would say that the most important thing that we can do, any of us, is to follow our hearts. And to be able to follow our hearts, to make decisions on a, on a moment-to-moment basis, we've got to be present more often. And presence is, is something that uh, is not a, not the easiest thing in the world to do. I love a, a, a great book called The Presence Process. That's uh, Michael Brown, another Michael uh, from South Africa. But becoming present uh, at various points during the day, and we think maybe we're present all the time, but we're really not. More often than not, we're thinking in the future. We're thinking in the past. We're not here now in this. So that's my advice. Be here now in this so that you can get the guidance, the, the guidance from the heart, which will direct you in so many ways, whether it's with your marketing, whether it's with your sales process, it's any number of things uh, that we, we just want to show up as the best possible version of ourselves in the moment. And that is being present in the moment, being able to come from our heart space. And folks can connect with me if they want to do, find out more about the work we've been doing, the books and things and our, our blogs and podcasts. You can go to adammarkell.com. 
Or you can go to startmypivot.com, which is an incredible community that we've got. So many like-minded pivoters, people who are innovating in their business space. Startmypivot.com is a great resource there. Lots of free tools and things for folks to find out more about what we're up to. So, John, it's been a pleasure to be on your show. Fire Nation, you're the average. Of the five people you spend the most time with, you've been hanging out with AM and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Adam in the search bar. The show notes page is going to pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. And these are the best show notes in the biz, Fire Nation. Timestamps, links galore. Of course, head over to adammarkell.com. He's got a lot of great stuff going on there. And Adam... Thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Adam today. So if you did, check out our free podcasting course because maybe you can create, you can grow and you can monetize your own podcast and whatever niche, whatever passion, whatever curiosity that you have, free podcastcourse.com. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. If you offer coaching services but have trouble finding new clients who are the right clients, then I've got great news for you. My friend Russ Ruffino is hosting a free private masterclass where he's pulling back the curtain on the exact strategies he used to grow his business from zero to 9.5 million in revenue. If you do one thing today, make it be claiming your spot for Russ's free masterclass at clientsondemand.com slash fire. That's clientsondemand.com. Quick question for all the marketers listening. What's your address? My friend Billy Jean wants to send you something in the mail. It's small, blackish, and if used properly, it might deliver some serious ROI for the next 100 listeners who go to copyourads.com. Billy Jean is going to mail you his best performing Facebook funnels for free. You just cover the shipping. Copyourads.com.